Welcome into this week's segment of the Sporter Report. We're having a fun weekend of the NBA playoffs. Some series have been put away like the Sixers sweeping the Brooklyn Nets and others are anyone's game knotted at two and two apiece. That being the Kings and Warriors. Yesterday was an amazing game. But tonight is game 4-4. The Grizzlies and Lakers, that could also go be tied at 2-2. And even the Bucks and Heat could be tied at 2-2. Giannis Antetokounmpo expected to play. Uh, depending on where you look, but I, I think we'll have to give it a go. If Miami wins this one, goes up 3-1, it's going to spell a lot of doom for the one-seed Bucks. Other series we, we might not touch on as much. The Timberwolves had a great overtime win yesterday, just avoiding that sweep, but the Nuggets are going to put them away. No one's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, and the Nuggets are just a great team. Eventually, that's going to get put to rest. Suns-Clippers was exciting, but with the injuries of Kawhi Leonard and... Just the Clippers, the Suns are going to put that one away as they lead it 3-1. Next game in that series is tomorrow night. Sad to just, I, every year we just talk about, man, if Clippers are healthy, if Paul George is at his best, if Kawhi is at his best, they, they might be unbeatable. And it never happens. It just never happens. Whether it's the bubble last year, this year, the Clippers are just, They've proven that it's impossible to be healthy. And they're, I I just don't even know what to say. It's sad. I love Paul George. He ain't getting a ring this year. He ain't even been able to play this postseason. Also 3-1 Celtics-Hawks. The Hawks had it, had it held close yesterday, but the Celtics are just arguably the best team in the East. And they pass the ball so well. Such great ball movement. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon are underrated guys off the bench. I mean, Brogdon was sixth man of the year. When Robert Williams is healthy, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's just a stud on the defensive end. But as we know, the Celtics are going to wrap that one up, whether it's uh, game five or game six. The big one, though, I mean, Kings-Warriors tied 2-2. It's just been, I mean, what's the math here? 32 quarters of just excitement. You never know whose way it's going to go. I would say by far it's been the hardest series to ref. Maybe Lakers-Grizzlies, that's, that's just getting chippy. Another factor coming into play, though, Darren Fox fractured his left finger, so he's listed as doubtful for Game 5. You'd think he's going to give it a go, especially to play in that home crowd. they got to win this game because the Kings would go back to Golden State for Game 6. Game 5, Game 5 in Sacramento, Game 6 at Golden State, Game 7 will be back, but, I mean, you just got to win this home game. And if they do advance, they'll play the winner of the Grizzlies-Lakers, which it just it's never easy in the playoffs, especially in the West, so deep. I think the Knicks are going to put this one away. I don't know if you've heard the news. Donovan Mitchell's lost. Only had 11 points in that loss yesterday. Here's the thing with Donovan Mitchell. He's a stud. He's a superstar. That In the regular season, he's awesome. I mean, he put up 71, I believe, earlier this year. And then in the postseason, it, it just drops off. He's too little. He's easy to defend. Gets streaky. And we do the opposite with someone like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets, during the season, we think, oh, uh, maybe he's lost his touch, lost his leadership. It, the Heat just aren't, you know, what they were, and you doubt him. And then the playoffs come, and Jimmy's putting up 30 every night and playing both ways, playing tough D. Those two are just built different, kind of opposite opposite players. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'd love to have both of them on my team. But Jimmy Buckets is just a stud in the playoffs. I mean, he was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, was a shot away, a tough shot away from going uh, to the finals to face the Warriors. And it just didn't happen. So the Heat, they they turned things up. They they kind of act cool, act chill over the season. They are hurt a lot. But this playoffs, uh, they've amped things up. And I, I mean, sad injury for Hero. 
and double sad for Victor Oladipo, who, I mean, it just might be done, which it's sad to see uh, careers end that way. Um, so I, I'm saying, telling you the Heat advance, Celtics advance, Knicks advance. The East is pretty obvious for this round one, but the West, it's getting tough, especially with the Grizzlies, Lakers, and Kings, Warriors. You just never know what's going to happen. With Draymond out, the Warriors win. With John Moran out, the Grizzlies win. And it sounds crazy to say, but the Grizzlies might be better without John Morant. We saw a big sample size of that last year. And the only win they have in the playoffs uh, to this point after three games. One win without John Morant, two losses with him. Even though John Morant played f- played fabulous in game three, that first quarter of the Grizzlies was just so horrible. As big as a whiff as Dylan Brooks punching LeBron in the balls. And I just I can't explain it because John Morant is, is unreal. His athleticism for his frame and stature is unmatched, but I, it's something to think about. They might be better without him. Tyus Jones is a stud, backup point guard for John Morant. He distributes the ball just as well, can't score as well, can't be as, as aggressive, but takes care of the ball more, finds open shooters. Desmond Bain is a stud. Dylan Brooks is just a head case. I, I don't know. He'd be a hard teammate. He'd be hard to deal with right now, and I wonder how that locker room is doing at, after he gets ejected, after he does you know, these kinds of shenanigans. Jared Jackson Jr., also really solid defensive player of the year. And so the Grizzlies have all these pieces, but it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just when you put that protein shake or Kool-Aid, sometimes the powder just mixes perfectly, and other times there's just clumps in it. And you do the same thing, same routine. Sometimes it comes out perfect. Sometimes you just you did the same preparation, the same routine, and it comes out chunky, comes out with a few flaws. We'll have to see how that one goes. I, I just don't know. The Lakers probably just destined to get past this one over the Grizzlies. They're healthier at the moment. As long as AD and LeBron are on the court together, they can do anything. They can win any game. And they really shut the Grizzlies down up 35-9 at the end of the first or with a few minutes to go in the first. I don't remember. But just punched them in the mouth. The bad, bad body language from the Grizzlies. And Dylan Brooks, you know, when you, when you poke fun at it, when you say if you – you know, funny things, people can't tell if you're serious or joking. But when you say it every time, you're just delusional. Saying these things about LeBron or just about, you know, everyone in the league and then trying to play the martyr like people are mean to you, calling you a villain and giving you a bad narrative when it's totally deserved. Dylan Brooks is a bum. And, I mean, we're here in Utah. If we remember when he, because he was an Oregon Duck, he played at the, against the Utes. He was in the Huntsman Center where he had, you know, the, the one of many flops, but the notorious flop that you know people in Utah, especially Utes fans, are never going to forget. Ever since then, he's hated. He's hated in the 801 from Logan to St. George and all in between. And now he's getting hated in L.A. and all throughout the nation, disrespecting LeBron James and really anyone who comes in his path. Some sources think that Dylan Brooks, if the Lakers beat the Grizzlies in this series, will never be a Memphis Grizzly player again. He's going to be shopped off somewhere. But that's just a tangent. We'll focus on that some other time. The NBA playoffs have been a lot of fun. have been a lot of ejections, a lot of injuries. Even Joel Embiid is listed to be 50%. He's going through something rough right now. We might not know all the details. We'll have to see how he looks, how that Sixers roster is going to be for round two as they look good. And Joel Embiid, I mean, one moment he'll just drop step you, a mic and drill, just some classic post move. The next time he'll hit some fadeaway, some shot that 
know, shouldn't even be possible for him to hit. And then he'll hit threes because he's arguably the best shooting big man in the league. He's unstoppable. But if, if his knees, if his legs, if something's acting up, it's going to be bad news for the Sixers if they can't go full strength. I believe Joel Embiid is the MVP. We'll have to wait and see who wins that one. Also, wait and see who wins the most improved player. Hopefully, Laurie Marketing gets it. But it could go to the well-deserved Jalen Brunson or Shea Gillis-Alexander. I think that's going to be announced tonight who the key and most improved player is. I don't really, I mean, I, I love sports, I love basketball. I don't really know, though, if there's been surprises to this point uh, in the playoffs. I think just the Bucks struggling with the Heat and Giannis getting injured has maybe been the only one, but the series we thought have been close, have been close. Grizzlies-Lakers has been exciting. Kings-Warriors has been just so fun to watch. And the Garden just has been lit and fired up for the Knicks as the five-seed going against the four-seed Cavs and the Cavs have just been sinking, and the Knicks have been out-coaching the Cavs and out-playing the Cavs, and the Clippers injury-riddled year in and year out. And this this always happens, though, as the NBA playoffs continue on. We always think about the injuries and say, oh, man, this playoffs, just the injuries ruined it or really messed with it this time. But it happens every year when the Raptors beat the Warriors, when KD and Klay Thompson went out. I mean, injuries. LeBron, when he was on the Cavs against the Warriors, I mean, he, his teammates were a bunch of janitors. Matthew Delvado was getting playing time because Kyrie was injured. There's a lot of injuries happening. The pandemic, I, I mean, injuries don't really come to mind, but it just was pandemic. If you're sick, if you have COVID, that, I mean, it was kind of a psychological uh, issue there with that one. And last year, the Heat were banged up with Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero. If they were at full strength as possible, they could have beat the Celtics. But then you can combat that with Robert Williams was you know, not as healthy as he is right now. That would help the Celtics, but Steph Curry was nursing his ankle injury all throughout those playoffs and in the finals. So every team has, you know, the injury bug. And so that's not really an excuse. We can't go that route because one, one time when it was in favor for Kawhi in the North, the Raptors won it all. But when it isn't, you know, the Suns are beating up on the Clippers uh, because Paul George and Kawhi can't get on the court. And the Suns... Their bench has been a little overrated, and it is banged up. Their starters are staying strong for the most part. So it goes back and forth. You can you know, just look at that all you want. The Kings, Warriors, you know, has been pretty healthy. Gary Payton II has been uh, has a, had a legit sickness, so he's he missed Game 3 because of that and hasn't been 100%. But now De'Aaron Fox fracturing his left index finger. That's going to potentially play a role in that, and so we'll just have to see. That's what's been so exciting. These one-possession games, these potential game winners are the funnest parts to watch. Harrison Barnes was so close, just couldn't get that one to go. He's getting so much hate on Twitter for that. He didn't mean to miss a shot. I'll give the man a break. It was a good look. It was a contested look. We don't realize Steph had a hand in Barnes' face, and it didn't, wasn't like Barnes had time to you know, set his feet and you know, like it was a horse shot, like it was pig. He had to just put it up in the moment, and it was a good-looking shot. Didn't go in. Athletes get so much hate these days. I mean, quarterbacks throwing completions. MLB players, you're a stud if you hit like 260 at this point. It means you get out. You can go but one for five, essentially. I mean, you can expand that math. It's probably I mean, two for 10, three for 15, so you probably go four for 17. You don't get out you know, exactly one in five times or get, it, get on base one in five times. But you get what I mean, and that's just how it is. Hoopers miss tons of shots. Not everyone can be like Giannis and just dunk it every time. Or when he misses a dunk, he goes to the free throw line because he was fouled. 
you hold these long shots, you're going to miss some of them. And we'll see if Harrison Barnes bounces back. Maybe this is just something to get him going. If Fox has to pass more or can't go, Harrison Barnes, Sabonis, got to step up and score more. But there's been a lot of great performers in the playoffs. There's a few few people on my missing uh, list that uh, their game has kind of disappeared. Donovan Mitchell, been a little up and down. Jordan Poole, he's looking like a diva on the bench. Hasn't been getting playing time. And he might be getting shipped off by the Warriors. We'll have to wait and see. But those two... Sabonis on the offensive end hasn't been. I mean, I, I'm I'm pulling for the Kings. I think they're a fun young team. It'd be cool if they can keep going. But Sabonis, he had, I haven't seen a post move. He just tries to bull rush you or get fouled or pass it. I mean, he's got to make something happen down there because he's a great player. He is a two way player, but lately he's just been a bruiser and just trying to outboard and handle Draymond and vice versa. So those three, I mean, have been struggling. It is a tough matchup. Obviously, the scouting report, they're going to try to shut you down, but you know you know that coming into the game if you're the team's superstar or you know one of those guys. Poole's not their superstar, but if he's coming off the bench or gets a starting role, I mean, not going to start anymore because Andrew Wiggins, he's got to provide a spark or something off the bench, or DiVincenzo or Gary Payton II, when he's back and healthy again, are just going to go in instead of Jordan Poole. And Steve Kerr's done that countless times. He don't care. He just wants to win. And... To the surprise of many, they won game three and game four, held down the fort, and in that series, the home teams are 4-0. and We'll have to see if that trend continues. But it's been a fun Monday afternoon wrapping up the weekend series and big games, crunch time outcomes of the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games tonight. Like we said, Milwaukee at Miami, Memphis at Los Angeles. So we'll see if the Heat and the Lakers can extend their series to 3-1 or if we'll have another series or two or three tied at two apiece so thanks for joining in on this segment of the sporter report we'll be back later this week for more action more recapping of games four games five of these playoff series